0: Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock, Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from, hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest, Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook Post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go www.rockabilia.com.
2: Gooch, the new fragrance by Brandon Hahn. Gooch. Have you ever wanted to smell like an unwashed ball sack that's been inside of a dead animal? Gooch. Do you long for guys to approach you in the men's room while you take a shit? Gooch. Have you ever taken a nasty sushi shit and wanted to rub it all over yourself? Gooch. Gooch. The new fragrance by Brandon Hahn. Your free gift with $20 purchase at Abercrombie & Fitch or Hot Topic. Gooch, smell like shit, and eat cocks. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. (laughs) Were you waiting for something? Were you waiting for...
3: (laughs) Metal Sucks... That fragrance is disgusting yeah. awful <laughs> and you look like you smell like that what
0: do you talk what yeah, you're very grubby today <laughs> <Fuck
3: you>. metal, <laughs> metal sucks podcast uh your host here i am petra Spitz. always joined by brandon Hahn. and jocelyn sharp and uh this week guys we get to talk to max cavallera New record, uh, Psychosis from him and Igor, uh, Cavalier Conspiracy, comes out this Friday, November 17th. We will be playing two songs off that record. Uh, Nasty. They they give it a four-star review on our site. It's exciting. Uh, Everybody's talking about how it goes back to that... uh, Old school kind of arise beneath the remains, schizophrenic sound. So um, I'm excited to hear it. I haven't heard it yet, but uh, it's uh, definitely. Yeah, not uh, not if you're expecting roots. Not roots. Apparently, that's what the review said, but the songs, you'll hear the songs. They sound like that death thrash. Yeah, it definitely sounds
1: like the KSAD Sepultura that you remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From
3: yesteryear. It's exciting. Okay. super exciting. Uh, so the news this week, guys, let's jump right into it. Uh, 60 fans at a Perfect Circuit concert were kicked out for taking photos of the concert. Uh, they did put on the, uh, before the band went on, hey, no pictures taken, not allowed. Obviously, people didn't listen. They got kicked out. What do you guys think about this?
1: Um, we all hate it.
0: We, all, we complain about it all the time, going to a show and have, having to watch the show through somebody's phone screen.
1: You're right about that, but at the same time, though, if somebody just wants to snap a quick a quick pick, then fine. But it, you're right about that because it is annoying. It's It's never stupid. a quick
0: pick. It's Snapchatting for 45 minutes in a row, and you just have all these sea of phones to look
1: through. But you know what, though? I also think this is part of Maynard's ego speaking,
3: where he's like, look, you're not looking at me enough. But sometimes having that ego, like you're saying is kind of good for the audience. Like, it's kind of like dad saying, hey, do what I'm saying. I have a show for you I prepared. Mm. You know, how about you put your phone away? Wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah? Yeah. How does that sound familiar? Well, with you. Oh, I do that? Yeah. yeah, well, you do that to Jocelyn and I.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just two unruly stepchildren. Like, come on, guys, car, now! Yeah.
3: I've never, I never been insulted like that, saying I have the ego of Maynard, but fuck you too, Brandon. You have right. the ego of a
0: dad. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Your yeah. life on this podcast is, can you please put your fucking shoes on? We have to leave yeah. the
1: house. That's <laughs> <laughs> your life. I don't
3: want to. Pee before to. we go to the fucking trip,
1: Jocelyn. Yeah. Laughlin's I mean, only 45 minutes away. Yeah, Brandon's throwing himself on the floor throwing a temper tantrum. Let's go! I don't
0: think it's ego, though. I think he has a point. I have think that people no. people experience things through their phone now they experience like you know i had to when i was in new orleans i had to stop myself from constantly taking pictures and snapchatting and stuff because i'm like i, I need to experience this
3: yes and that's what I, he was. i'm saying, so too. happy that you said that because you said that people need to get off their phone so they can see real life right people live in their fake life too much but that's what he was saying he was basically saying unplug and enjoy the show. Yeah, his exact statement was, uh, it was just real short, no photos, unplug, and enjoy the ride. That was his right. exact statement. I think statement.
0: he's completely justified.
3: I, I think a lot, Um, and, and that's the same when, like, Lars did his Napster thing, and he busted all those people and everybody hated on him. It's like, you need somebody the size of Lars or Maynard to, like, make this happen. If someone has an audience of 100 people and you vilify and kick out 50 for their phones, obviously you're losing half your crowd. But a perfect service audience is so wide and large that he's the kind of guy that can be like, look, do that elsewhere but not here. And And you're right about the Lars thing, though. And everyone hated him. For At the Napster course, thing, for, for if people Napster don't know, thing. he he uh, brought a bunch of people's names. Uh, you know, when Napster was, people were stealing music. He
0: basically spearheaded the he, anti-Napster he, he, like, movement
3: on all these people that were downloading Metallica records, and people were like, "You have enough money, you're horrible." But was Lars was completely justified and right because he saw what this would do. Yeah, to, well, he, he saw it was going yeah. to, and he music. was right. Yeah, and and it's like, uh, and you need someone that large to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, if, if uh, I don't know, Tracy Chapman did it, it wouldn't matter. If yeah. you
0: want to know why we're paying $360 for tickets in arenas th- today, then you need to look back on downloading because that's just,
1: why. Can we just pause and focus on the fact that Pete brought up Tracy Chapman of all
0: people? <laughs> you know what? I just breezed past that. I was what? like, yeah, Tracy Chapman.
1: <laughs> I want to ride f- want to drive a fast car. No, you got a fast she, car. You got a fast car. She's very
3: talented. If I said Terrence Tent Darby, then you guys can yell at me. Terrence Darby. Darby. <laughs> By the way, at the Hard Rock out here at the uh, at the joint at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas, they have all these cool people's leather jackets, and it's like Rob Halford, Mick Jagger, Terence Trent D'Arby, what <laughs> Prince, <laughs> and you just keep going. You are like walking around right your pants. You're like, why is he <laughs> yeah. on this wall? Yeah, exactly. With Prince and like Mick Jagger. Yeah, shouldn't
1: he be a janitor? Get the fuck out of here. Maybe, this, maybe yeah, he it would... should be his janitor onesie, you know, a zip up. You know what I mean? That's a serial killer name. Yeah, Tr- Terence Trent's the middle name. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Trent D'Arby, the middle name. You know. That middle name stands out. Maybe he's a lot more talented than I know. But But you're right. But you're right, though. It usually takes somebody to to spearhead it, and they're going to be hated at first. They're going to be hated at first, but down the road, they'll be appreciated.
0: Like, what what the fuck are you upset about? You never are looking. You don't watch the videos. You don't look at the pictures. What the fuck are you upset about?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing is that I think... Where like he's saying is that like you're taking this picture for your because it's a selfish society for you so people can get like like you for being at our concert. How about you stop thinking about you and you think about the audience and us and we all experience the moment together as fans and friends opposed to I need likes because I think I'm cool because I'm at a perfect circle. I completely understand that. Like you have forty
0: five minutes before the show to yeah. take a selfie.
3: Put the shit down. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, if I got kicked out for taking a quick picture, would I be upset? <laughs> Maybe because tickets are probably not cheap. Um, but if there is signage, then I guess I probably wouldn't, dude.
0: Yeah, you can't be. Upset and I'm hoping. If they I'm hoping
3: you. the concert venue was kind of like warned you once. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't. It doesn't say in the article, but they're like. If you do that again, we're kicking you out. I hope that was kind of cool, or if they were just taking people right out.
1: I I did have this happen at House of Blues. I can't remember the artist of who it
3: was. We had to check in our phones. Yes, at Hell yeah, Hell yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It was like uh, it was when they first came out. Yeah, and they and and it was like they didn't even have an album yet, so it was like Vinnie Paul's new band. You know, check, dudes right. from from Mudvayne were like, all right, well, let's go for free. And then when we got to the the venue, no record out. We don't even know what we're going to experience. They're like, you have to check your cell phone in. We weren't even allowed to have cell phones in the venue. And I, and I actually was like, this is a bit of a hassle. I almost didn't even go in. I'm like, who gives a shit? I don't even know this band yet. You and know? here's the thing. Because I, I don't want to lose my fucking cell I don't phone. think
0: people respect music because like Dave Chappelle, they're like, yeah, he makes you lock up your phone when you go see him. And they're like saying what a cool idea that is. But because it's music, it's not a good well, idea. Well, because I
1: think with comedy, what they don't want is they, they go, look, you put my material out for the internet, and Which then everybody's going to steal the material. But with songs, it's a different animal. My thing is, is... If you want to snap a quick picture or whatever, and I get it, but again, it's like, don't do it during
3: the whole show. Yeah. But if you can't do it, does that really ruin your time? No. no. That's not at the all. point. No, if you can't no. do it. If, if they're like, hey, you're not allowed to, is it, is it infringing on your freedoms or anything? No. If you
1: right. can't do it, if you can't do it, Then, yeah, it's going to make the show even better for you. But at the same time, we live in a selfish society like you brought up. And if you tell someone they can't do something, they're going to want to do it even better. It's it's
0: not like in the 90s when we were going to concerts, we were like, man, I really wish I had something to hold up above my head for the whole show. (laughs) That's not.
1: My shoulders are so strong. (laughs) I just want to hold them up.
3: And I mean, people never take the consideration of a band traveling to get there and all yeah. the thing they're they're doing to get to you. So they ask for one simple thing: no fucking f- pictures. Honor it. So, anyways, moving on, we can go on this all day, but we agreed with Maynard that's probably not going to happen a ton on this show.
1: I'm agreeing with Maynard. Yeah, yeah, probably not a lot. But, but you know what? Though? Today he's right. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing with Maynard. Like I've interviewed him before, and he he's he's definitely he definitely believes a little too much in himself. Where I'm like, okay, dude, like you're still a person. Relax. You know I me. Mean? I understand that you're you're an artist, but take it easy. But have you heard Stinkfist? <laughs> yes, and I love it. But my <laughs> thing was... is, but my thing is, is when you reach a certain level, though, when you reach a certain level and you just have these people worship him. I don't think he want, I don't think he's one of these guys that likes to be worshipped. I, I really don't. I think he just wants to do his music yeah. and, and let everyone get the fuck away from him. But unfortunately, yeah. you have to play the game, and he plays
3: the game. You yeah, know? exactly. So moving on, next story, guys. Uh, Dildra Escape Plan, they have their final shows. We talked about it about four episodes ago uh, when I got to interview Ben. Um, they are, uh, and I asked him a specific question. I was like, hey, is Mike Patton going to come out and, uh, you know, maybe be a part of these shows and in that interview he was like nah it's probably not gonna happen but then all of a sudden on december 27th if you guys haven't seen the news story dillinger escape plan is going to be performing irony is a dead scene in its entirety with mike Patton. wow it's pretty cool Thank you, Pete. Thank you. You did that. Thank you, Pete. You know when I, when I read the news story, I did feel like I, I might have put a little th- birdie in his ear to be like, "Let me call Mike Patton. Man, we know what we should do
1: is we should start a, a, a Kickstarter to buy you an award. Yeah. Really, thank a you. A plaque. Should wow. I take any credit or
3: am I just being Take completely, all the credit, Pete? You, you do? guys, I don't like either one of you. Right you, now. Need <laughs> a, you need a purple heart. <clears throat> You really sacrifice. I understand,
1: sarcasm.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so
2: <laughs> God Pete, let's just you know what, let's dude? just
1: break down the timeline real quick. Well, for those of you that don't know what I'm doing right now, I have my arms outstretched like this, and Pete is the wind. The wind <laughs> underneath
3: my yeah. underneath, <laughs> underneath my wings. Let's break down the timeline. Okay. Ben gets an interview with us here at Metal Sucks. Okay. I specifically bring up that exact thing. Is Mike Patton gonna play this at your final shows? Ben doing an interview with someone he's never met or heard of. Yes. Ben says, (laughs) no, we're probably not gonna do it. It's I said, I said if you're a betting man and he said it's a long shot, it's not gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, Wow. It's happening. Hey.
1: Now I'm not saying Hey, you wanna do Dillinger Escape Plan? You know what? Do we wanna get the the guy that everyone knows to front the band so maybe we can make some money? No, fuck that. (laughs) No, fuck that That's what Ben said And then you did the interview with him And then he's like, wait a minute There's this guy on this podcast yeah. That said, hey Why don't you get Mike Patton And then it just was like, and whoa he And was, he was doodling
0: your name in his notebook Whoa He has a picture of you on the Great front of his binder idea
1: I may have spoke too soon <laughs> Thanks, Pete Or Petter Or how are you say your name? Thank you <laughs> That's what he said <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my lady made me feel like maybe I had his partner. It
0: is, it is a definite possibility that you might have put an idea in his head.
3: No, I, I don't think I put, look, no, I don't
1: I'm think sorry. I, I don't think I put I an idea in his head, but I do think I brought sad. it up. I brought it up. Here's the thing. I, 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 I am not taking any, any, any joy in knocking Pete down a couple of pegs. I'm not taking joy out of that, Liar. but I do find it
3: funny that he thought for two seconds he was, there was like, I did this. No, I, I didn't did think I did this. I didn't. I think i did this i thought maybe after the interview with me that he was like maybe i should shoot mike a text maybe i, I, I should maybe i should try to do this that's all i'm saying there it was probably I, ain't true but that's how i felt when i initially well, you know were, read there, the article there
1: were there were bands out there that ha- that were broken up before like i don't know if you guys remember when saturday night live years ago in the 70s when the beatles broke up mm-hmm. they came out and they said look we're gonna offer you this we're beatles and they you know john yeah. paul Ringo, George, Lauren
0: Michaels worked on it forever. Yeah,
1: and Lauren Michaels, he goes, we're gonna, we would love to get the Beatles here for the large sum of five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? And here's the deal: the Beatles almost got together as because of that, just because it would be funny. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you could have been Lauren Michaels if you would have had like a whole TV station behind you.
3: Duh Anyway, so Moving on That's all I'm saying Fuck faces
0: Duh Yes, you're very talented And you should be A, a, a metal agent That's yeah. what you should do you're I don't want to pers- I don't
3: want to agent anything Because I, I, I don't want to I don't want to know The real workings of metal And how much money They don't make I don't want to know The real truth I just want to pretend on uh, Over here and interview them And pretend like They're all millionaires Persuasive Can't Pete. I live in like We all live in lies Let me live in my own Persuasive Pete Oh, God Just <laughs> Moving on Yes So anyways, guys If you have a chance Out there December 27th, uh, Mike Patton will be playing with Dillinger. That is just super exciting. So we wanted to add a segment of mysteries and metal, because Metal Sucks has covered metal news for so long here, and that there are so many things that, like Jocelyn, for example, she doesn't know if they're true or false, because they could be gossip, they could be lies. And I don't personally know either, but we know who probably would know is either Vince or Axel. So I got in contact with Vince, and we put a segment together of a couple of uh, our favorites. Vince Neilstein, by v- the way, Vince one Nielstein of the own owners and proprietors, proprietors of Metal Sucks. Over that. at the Metal Sucks uh, mansion. And uh, so we got with Vince. Mansion? Well, you know, we just that's what they call it. Okay. Anyways. So- <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you got mad. so upset <laughs> he's like, They're not allowed to have a mansion <laughs> What <Where> the fuck
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's still mad he's splitting money with Johnson. <laughs> 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 like, I'm so mad
2: I have to split my money with Johnson. If they have a mansion
3: <laughs> so, so we did a segment It's known as Metal Mysteries And Vince answers the questions that I have If they're true, lies, or gossip So here we go
4: Life has mysteries.
5: What would it feel like to be a dog?
4: So does heavy metal. Say what? Unsolved Metal Mysteries with Vince Neilstein. This week, did Danzig almost quit a show over a can of soup? Where did this mystery occur?
5: The infamous Danzig French Onion Soup event took place at the Fun 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 Fest in Austin, Texas, in 2011.
4: What was Danzig hired on to do?
5: Danzig was at the Fun 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 Fest to perform a Danzig legacy set, and that was supposed to feature songs by Danzig and the Misfits, all of his bands throughout his career. He was headlining the final night of the festival. The Fun 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 Fest is a pretty decent sized festival. It has multiple stages. It took place over the course of, I believe, two days.
4: What went wrong between Danzig and the Fun 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 Fest?
5: Danzig showed up, and Danzig claimed that he didn't feel well. Most of us, when we don't feel well, we're getting paid to do something we suck it up and do it and uh you know look i get it what he does to go up there and sing perform in front of people it's difficult he wasn't feeling well so okay let's give him the benefit of the doubt danzig after negotiating with festivals promoters asked for an on-site doctor who recommended a shot of vitamin b12 which he declined and he asked for stage heaters because it was a bit cold and he was concerned that that would make his sickness worse and he asked for windshields to be set up on the stage to protect him from the wind because it was also apparently very windy he also infamously asked for French onion soup a Wendy's chicken sandwich and vitamins and the vitamins which he of course declined
4: why French onion soup?
5: French onion soup element is obviously for some reason just hilarious. I don't know why it's so funny. The idea of Danzig asking for French onion soup just makes me laugh. The one that I had forgotten actually was the Wendy's chicken sandwich. That's almost as funny, but you don't really see that mentioned as much as you do the French onion soup.
4: Did Danzig win or lose?
5: Danzig, I believe got the stage heaters. I believe he got everything, actually. I think they gave him everything he asked for, including the French onion soup and Wendy's chicken sandwich. However, he went on very late. Uh, He was supposed to go on at 8.15 p.m. He didn't go on until nearly 9, which is a problem because the city or the festival or the municipality or whatever had a hard curfew of 10 p.m. This was being billed as a legacy set. He was supposed to play a lot of songs by The Misfits, and um, he got about 45 minutes into his set, doing doing his solo stuff, and only had time to play two Misfits songs before uh, the, the the venue cut power and um, everyone had to go home. Uh, but not before he had some nice words to say from the stage, kind of trying to incite the audience to, uh, to be mad at the festival promoters, even though it wasn't really their fault.
4: What does Vince truly feel about this story? Danzig is
5: a bit of a weird guy. You know, <laughs> he's um, he's prickly, he's particular. He is a character. I feel like he should have sucked it up and, and gone on stage. His fans are are out there; they're waiting. Um, he got everything he wanted, and he he still went on late. Obviously, if performers are very sick, we understand they can't perform. Uh, but it seemed like he was able. He w- he was just being difficult. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt when they're sick, but it's just hard to hard to hard to let Danzig slide on this one. And because it's Danzig. And because it's French onion soup and a Wendy's chicken sandwich. Does
4: Vince think Danzig is justified in any of these actions?
5: <laughs> um, I, I think Danzig was was justified in asking for things. Uh, you know, I mean, look, like if the if the guy wants French onion soup and he says that he needs French onion soup to go and perform, give him the French onion soup get the guy a Wendy's chicken sandwich, get him some vitamins, whatever. Uh, You know, with the heat lamps and the windscreens, now we're starting to get into questionable territory, uh, especially since it seemed it wasn't even that cold. Uh, I think it was mid-50s is what they were saying, and it had been over 70 earlier in the day. Uh, But the going on late, you know, that's just, come on, man, you know, get it together, especially with a hard curfew.
4: Is this story true or just good gossip?
5: As far as I know, it's true. You know, I mean, this was originally reported on by the festival promoters. But uh, this story is still up on the web for people to see. Uh, You know, it's on, uh, obviously, Metal Sucks reported on it, Rolling Stone, a number of other publications. You know, given all the other weird shit we know about Danzig, like the story of him moving his motherfucking bricks and the story of him uh, recently of selling his mansion that had boxes of Count Choculus cereal in it and all sorts of other weird shit, and just all the the crazy stuff that we've heard about Danzig over the years. I see no reason to believe why this wouldn't be true.
4: Mystery solved. Danzig was a fucking dickhead. Until next month, this is Vince Neilstein's Metal Mysteries
3: yeah hey dude so hey uh, did you guys ever doubt the danzig uh no can of soup no it just sounds uh so legit but i always thought it was kind of like, i'm like yeah you know danzig's an easy target because he's such a clown with his with his ways that i i thought the french onion soup might have been fake.
1: i get
0: it we all have like specific things we like to eat when we're sick well Is
3: now, that
1: true? I wanted, now i want it now i want to know i do
0: I like, have, what do you like to eat when you're sick I gummy like bears mash, <laughs> i like mashed potatoes and gravy.
3: That's not good for you.
1: I
0: know, but I like that's what I like to eat when I'm sick. Oh. Makes what? me feel happy.
3: <laughs> like what kind of sick? You're talking about like a cold or something?
0: Like the flu or something. Oh.
3: What about you? You got anything? Uh no. I just eat what's put in front of me. <laughs> I'm all I mean, I like chicken noodle soup. I'm like, well, I'll go like, chicken noodle
1: yeah, soup. Tea.
0: Always soup, but, yeah. but then I usually have soup and mashed potatoes. Right.
1: I like I usually do a chicken
3: noodle soup or a cock. One of the other. no, I'm joking. Oh <laughs> my god, that never fixes <laughs> my colds. <cult. laughs> no. no, no. But uh, anyways, yeah, dude, he did. The, he he broke it down. It sounds legit yeah. and real, and everything sounds. I don't think uh, it's
0: as crazy as people have made it out to be. I want to know
3: what the brick story is. Dude, yeah, Brandon, do you guys know the motherfucking no, brick stories? No. I might, I might actually uh, bring that up to uh, Vince uh, in Are a we future segment. So let's not let's not talk about that one yeah, yet because we'll I, I actually like that story a lot. So and uh, I, I think that one's pretty much. Almost guaranteed to be true, but I don't care. We'll we'll talk about it later. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. We if, can do we can do a metal mystery story on Danzig just
0: on every Danzig. week. Yeah. <laughs> Danzig. Just on Danzig. He can Danzig. do whatever
1: he wants. Yes. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, here's the thing. When you're Glenn Danzig, okay? And it's like when you listen to some of the music and don't get me wrong. That guy has written some pretty amazing, amazing. amazing. Come on, amazing! You
3: songs. can't fuck with the first Danzig record. No, four. the you first four you can't. The first
1: four you can't fuck no. with. And Volume, every, uh, every Danzig pu- six
3: is amazing. Every
1: yeah. punk and every metal band can all they can all praise the Misfits. They can all cl- thank yeah. Danzig. You know, there's yeah. so much that that guy has done for our genre of music, but. But he's, he's, but he's a crazy person, <laughs>
0: yeah, which is why he's good,
1: <laughs> dude. I've interviewed that guy over the
3: phone. I like, oh, yeah, yeah. Tell him about your interview, right?
1: Okay, this so is this yeah. is what happened, right? So I interview him. What happened was, is because he's coming to Las Vegas. Yeah. The Misfits are playing. The Misfits we are about, playing yeah. Las Vegas, yeah. and my buddy's like, "All right, look, I'm going to book you an interview with Danzig," and I go, "Come on, dude, you know he's not going to answer anything. I, I'm going to have to just do it by the book," and he's like. I'll get you Disneyland tickets. I go, okay. Right, so, <laughs> is that true? Yeah.
0: So, Gucci is easily bribed with yeah. Disney products. Fuck yeah, whatever. I'll get you
1: a coffee
3: cup with uh, Mickey's tane on it. Got it. Right. So. I meant, is it true that you're like, no, I don't want to interview Danzig. Yes. Like, I would have been like, oh, yeah. yes, <laughs> right. well, because she's not going to, because he so, I know. so anyway,
1: I talked to him and I'm like, you know, and I'm being nice and he, he actually was kind of cool. And, you know, I made him, we, we, we laughed a little bit about, you know, the misfits merchandise that gets sold. But uh, but here's how he was talking on the phone. Like you, there's people out there that don't want to do interviews. And then there's Danzig who takes it to a completely different <laughs> level. And he's like this. So, so Pete, ask me a question or something like that. Okay. Hey, if you're, man. P, so, so Pete's me, Pete's Gooch. Uh, I'm Glenn Danzig.
3: Oh, I'm Gooch. You're yes. Danzig. I right. got you. You flipped it on me. So, uh, this Misfits reunion, why'd you choose Vegas? I just, you know, just Vegas
1: and, I can't hear you what? Glenn I <laughs> can't hear you Glenn and, uh, you, know, and uh, you know me and Jerry
3: uh, <laughs> just, uh, is it a bad connection on? Glenn
1: it's just, um, uh, you know and uh, French onion soup <laughs> and, uh,
3: can you smell the Udu Gooch on me right now Glenn <laughs> if that's why you're talking like that are you holding your nose
1: well you know it's just uh, it's, uh, motherfucking bricks <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God that's how he was talking that's how he was talking, dude.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a blast.
1: <laughs> it's just like I've been doing this job for a long yeah. time, and I'm like, "What?" Ooh. Like, dude, you know,
3: you know how a phone works, man. Right,
1: right. You know how a phone <laughs> works. He was
0: probably he probably had it in his mouth. He probably <laughs> had it on
1: speakerphone,
3: walking through Ralph's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he had
0: speakerphone at, in his pocket. In his pocket. <laughs>
1: And I'm just like, hey, what's up? And he's like, yeah, I heard his change jingling in his pocket. (laughs) Like, what the fuck, Dan? I'm going to go find it. I should go
3: find it. Well, you know, if you do find it, we can can play a little bit on the show. You know, it's up to you, buddy. So anyways, uh, not right now. We
1: can cut it right now, and then we can insert the interview, and then let the listener, we can do some studio magic right now.
0: Five minutes later.
1: All right, guys, guess what? What? I actually have this interview with Danzig, all queued up and ready like a professional. Get out. Get the fuck out. Get the, close the fucking door. Studio magic. Okay. (laughs) Close the door. That's the wrong thing. So here we go. All right. This is me having a real interview with Danzig uh, about his upcoming performance here, October 28th at the MGM in Las Vegas. Okay. So here's me asking a question about it. Gooch here, and on the phone, we have the legendary Glenn Danzig getting back to Together with the Misfits coming to Las Vegas. I can't believe it myself. How are you doing, brother? Uh, doing <laughs> cool man. And uh, how did this whole thing come
2: about? Um we um we, Jerry and I resolved our issues and uh just started talking
1: about That's pretty much it. That is awful. <laughs> okay, that's wait, wait, there, wait, wait, there's still more, sorry. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I that's can't right. hear that's what anything. I'm getting at. What the fuck? That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. It's like, dude. It-, it literally sounds like his phone's in his pocket. No, it sounded. Like, <laughs> it sounded like he was doing the interview in New York, but his phone was in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he was literally talking to you through a tin can yeah. on a string. <laughs> <He's>
3: just- <laughs> I think that just gives more cadence to the metal mystery being yeah. true. <laughs> Maybe he had, he needs some French onion soup to make his voice better. Be so, uh, 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 a Jerry, resolve our. Be <laughs> a
1: Jerry, just, uh, you know, put away your phones and. Uh,
2: Just make sure you do that. All right,
3: right,
1: guys. Uh, So uh, just a windy chicken sandwich. So so uh, before uh, we get to our interview. Do you want to bang heads with me? Uh, uh, (laughs) 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 uh, uh, Skull. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note before we get our interview with uh the great max cavalier of cavalier conspiracy i want to i want to do a quick read guys for our our sponsor who we love on this show metal blade records um this november metal blade records will release the follow-up to 2006 poignant Dimebag bag daryl video memorial set dime vision volume one that's the fun i have dubbed dime vision volume two Roll with it or get rolled over. The DVD CD set includes more raw footage, true gems, and classic moments with five previously unreleased demos. Pre-order your copy now at MetalBlade.com slash DimeVision. Once again, MetalBlade.com slash DimeVision. And on that note, guys, we're jumping in. We're talking to Max Cavalera. Hey, everybody. This is Peter with the Metal Sucks podcast. On the phone, I have legendary max cavalera we're here to talk about cavalier conspiracy's new record psychosis which is coming out friday november 17th max how are you man long day of interviews today
6: yeah i'm doing good man i'm on the road you know we're in salt lake city we are rolling with the nail bomb uh it's going great The shows are great it tour is awesome and i'm excited for the new cc man psychosis came out really cool Um, uh, I can't wait for everybody to hear and get the feedback on it, you know?
3: And yeah, you mentioned that you are on the road with the Nail Bomb, you guys doing that in in, in entirety with Soulfly, is that correct?
6: Yeah, that's uh, a really cool uh, underground kind of package. It was my wife's glorious idea uh, to have Soulfly play Nail Bomb, the album Point Blank. It's one of my favorite records I ever did. And it's so fun. It's so cool to take that thing on the road. And we got the killer uh, package, you know, with Cannabis Corpse and Noisem and Lodi Kong. Um, It's like an underground package. The places are smaller than the places we did The Roots, but it's got more of an underground kind of feeling. They're all packed. And, uh, yeah, man, that record is so killer. It's, um, it's, I forgot how good that she was, man, you know, like playing 24-hour bullshit and... Cockroaches, Sick Life, man, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a record to play live, it's fun, it's like a punch in the face, and I'm really, really having a lot of fun. And,
3: and, I, and I've, I remember seeing you guys, when your words were so fly, you were bringing out Wasting Away, I remember a, a couple of concerts, and I remember how uh, the energy just, just changed <laughs> immediately when you guys started that song, because I used to say, to me, your angriest record, to me, is pandemonium the last Cavalier conspiracies? You guys came out hard on that record; it was excellent. And then Nailbomb is like your second angriest record to me. Nah, man, maybe it's either way. What, do you agree with me at all at those or no?
6: Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it, it's uh, it's funny because it's one of the most one of the most fun records I ever did was Nail Bomb, but it is one of the angriest records because it's just full of pissed off stuff. You know, it's like hating everything you know in fact it was uh originally called a thousand percent hate and uh you know it was like fuck everything we hate everything you know like everything is a target for us you know we just using our music as a weapon you know so one of those kind of record but i really think this record has really uh aged well with time because right now it's even more relevant Than it was When we put it out Stuff like Word of Shit And uh, Guerrillas You know It's For right now Man You know It's like This is the time We're living right now This album is more Accurate Right now Than it was When we did it So it's It's crazy That The world Has gone down So much That Actually that Is what happens That applies But um, yeah, man, you know, I think, uh, Pandemonium was also like, uh, the idea of Pandemonium was kind of crazy. It was really go cool, like, uh, low quality, you know, to have, have a record that sounds like shit on purpose. And I don't think a lot of people got that, you know, it's like some people would be disappointed. But I, I I dig it. I think it's cool, especially the grindcore influence. So I thought it was really cool. Um, even though I am a little bit happier with psychosis, psychosis is more kind of like my favorite styles like death metal and death and thrash metal together. Um, the mix on Psychosis is a, a little bit more closer to my heart. I still dig Pandemonium. I think it was, it was very angry, very, uh, very brutal, very powerful. And, uh, and album what what is cool about Nail Bomb is that we actually, we turn it into a band because Soulfly is playing all those songs. So a lot of those songs became like band songs and they are amazing as a band. Um, we kind of took away the element of a project and made it into a band, and that works really cool. It's like it's a, it's it's. I don't know exactly how it, we made it, but the translation from a band from a project to a band works like a like like magic. It's it's amazing, and it's everybody loving it live, singing along, and there's a lot of crazy bits on the whole uh, tour. So it's been a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I can't imagine seeing that thing in its entirety live. Like, I'm really excited about it. But like, as you were mentioning, like a song like "Insurrection" on Pandemonium, though that is just pure like anger, chaos, and vinegar. Just, I, you know, I love it. And then. The new record, Psychosis, has that death thrash, I mean, what the Cavalier brothers have almost invented back in the day, you know what I'm saying? So that one is so much, um, I don't know if the word is more palatable maybe than Pandemomia was to us as, as listeners, but as you were mentioning, the times are so... I don't know how to describe them, you know, like how America is and all that stuff right now. Is a lot of that going into Psychosis? The title of the record, the first single Insane, is a lot of that stuff um, looking at where we're at in the world right now, culturally?
6: Yeah, you know, I think that musically, um, musically speaking, I think Psychosis is more uh, in one hand back to what me and Igor, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say invented, but really got good at it at in stuff like Beneath the Remains and Arise and nail and Point Blank, and uh, and then in the other hand goes uh, with the, the you know of the, the future stuff of of metal like Full of Hell and Nails and, and, and all the the, the the noise stuff that's so cool that we really love. and that's why it was so cool to have Arthur produce the album because he's very knowledgeable about all this. All these bands and all these styles and and uh, he was uh, he was great in the studio you know he had just done the power trip record uh, inquisition and cold orange so a guy that can do these three different records it was perfect for us you know and and he really dig in into our own catalog and uh tried to so we got songs like judas pariah that sounds like morbid visions uh to me insane is it's a bit like schizophrenia kind of era uh, and then there's stuff like um, uh, uh, Spectral War that is like Desperate Cry, so it's like a Arise. Uh, so it's a bit like looking back in the past, but going to the future with the noise, like, you know, with Hellfire with, with Justin from God was really cool. I love God It was so cool having him on the track. And, uh, and then Psychosis is an instrumental. is a bit like Killing Joke and and like some of the, the the more melodic stuff I listen to, like Pelican and Russian Circles and stuff like that. So, but it was a, a real fun record to make and I think it's, uh, it shows that we're having fun, but at the same time, I think it shows that also that there's a lot of riffs, a lot of tempo changes. Like we spend time with this thing to make it right. You know, it's not, it was not just uh, thrown out like that uh, without any thoughts. There's actually a lot of thought behind uh, the songwriting of, of Psychosis. So I think I'm pretty proud of that.
3: Excellent, man. So, and and what is your favorite... You mentioned a couple of those instrumental bands like Pelican. What is your favorite non-metal act? Is there an artist that uh, isn't in the metal sphere that you really think is just uh, amazing?
6: Well, I like a lot of, uh, you know, that can dance and, uh, you know, a little bit of... Um, uh, dub stuff, you know, a lot of, a lot of heavy dub, especially the European stuff like ghetto priest and, um, dub syndicate and uh, everything that Adrian Sherwood touches from the On new sound. Um, I'm a big fan of that, of that style. That's probably my, se- my second favorite type of music apart from metal is dub, you know, um, but uh, nothing comes close to metal. Metal is as the foundation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot get away with it. It's, I love a lot of the new stuff, man. I got. I just been listening to a lot of Necros lately, and uh, the, uh, the, the the Bowser was my favorite album of last year, and I love the new Dying Furious, man. You know, like they're on tour right now. Noisum and Cannabis Corpse and Lodi Kong, they're so amazing live, so cool to, to play with such good bands like that. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's killer. And I think it's uh, metal is in a really good place right now. There's a lot of good stuff uh, coming out. And I think next year will be also a lot of good releases coming out next year.
3: I'll, I'm I'm very much like you, man. People always try to give me other stuff, and I, and I hate to be like admit to them. Be like, look, I'm closed minded I just want to listen to metal. I don't want to listen to. I don't want to branch out. There's too much good, different metal right now that I, I don't really want to spend the time on the new Foo Fighters record. You know, don't don't get me wrong. It's probably good, but it's just not my my thing. So, but uh, back, yeah,
6: you know, you know what I'm saying. I, yeah, I like, I like I like the underground a lot too, and I like the all the the cool stuff that's been done by a lot of this you know newer generation you know like i like i I mentioned like the whole uh full hell camp with with, with, i love this like genocide pact and homewrecker um seven sisters of of sleep you know there's a lot of great stuff right now man it's like a ton of a ton of cool music being done at, at this moment and uh it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's good, It's a good time for metal. I'm not one of those guys like, yeah, the golden days were great. Now it sucks. Everything sucks. Now I'm not like those people. I'm, I'm actually more optimistic for metal right now than most people.
3: Yes, and I agree with you on that all the way. So back to the tour that you got right now going on the nail bomb record uh, with Soulfly. Now, uh, did Alex Newport have any uh, contribution in this kind of tour? Did you guys talk to him at all, or was it just kind of like a thing that you were like, "I'm going to take out this record"?
6: Um, I didn't with uh, had any contact with Alex. My wife did. You know, she she spoke with him, and uh, actually, he helped a little bit with telling us what sampler to buy. And he made a list of all the samplers are on the record that we need to get from the master tapes. And uh, so it was really cool talking to her, you know, and uh, um, I just really wanted to do it really bad. It's an album. When she mentioned that I should do this, I was totally excited. And I kind of saw um, in my mind the, the idea of turning into a band, like having soul have the weight of a band like Soulfly, playing those songs was so tempting and exciting and I knew it was gonna work and 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 it did, man. You know, like the show now is crazy. Like I don't I barely even talk to the crowd. So it's a bit like the uh the the, the, the nail bomb in Holland that you saw that's like very le- very minimal Crowd interaction is really like noise and angry music, and by the time it's done, you don't like you don't even know what happened. You just know that you got hit by something, you know, but you don't know where it came from, you know. So I think that's that is the cool feeling about this this uh, nailbomb show. It's different from everything I do. Like Soulfly Cavalier, I talk to the crowd and I, I bullshit. We play cover songs and all that shit. This one is straight up angry all the way through it's great it's like an exercising in in anger metal it's it's so good <laughs> it makes it, when you when the show gets done um, i feel good you know it's like i let all that out and i think the people in the crowd did too so it's like a it's a good feeling
3: and you've had you have so many records uh, on your catalog at this point, where we, we you know with things like Nailbomb, Killer Be Killed on the side, obviously the Sepultura, the Cavalier Conspiracy, the Soulfly. If you had to l- say your top four records that you've ever done, what would be your top four?
6: Um, I have to say uh Soulfly One is definitely um really big album, very influential. Um. And then I'll say probably KOSAD. Um, That's a big record, you know. We change we change gears with that one and made everything different. Um, then I'll have Killer BQ. Definitely one of my favorite ones I've ever done. And uh, the new Cavalera Psychosis. Man, those four are great all together. All those those four together, they. They're pretty good. They're some pretty good metal in that collection.
3: <laughs> Excellent, and they're all and they're all completely different styles and sounding. They're all kind of like a, a journey. Now, "Killer Be Killed." I yeah,
6: th- yeah, that's what's cool. You know,
3: it's it's extremely cool, man. So, "Killer Be Killed," I thought was one of the best records that I heard in a long time. That was something you know a, a couple <laughs> years ago, and I know how everybody's so busy in different acts on that. But uh, is that something that you guys ever try to kind of tour a little more? I know you played a couple shows, I think in Australia, right?
6: Yeah, we did we did a handful of uh festivals in Australia and with a couple of shows with Lamb of God. Um, that was it. Yeah. Uh the the thing about Killer BQ, the the hardest thing is to get everybody under one roof. And and uh once we do that, the music is actually the easy part. You know, that just comes out of us naturally. I think there's like so much uh excitement and cool talent between us, between me, Greg and Troy and Ben. Um, we all like really, you know, we know what we were like. We know what, what we can offer, what we can bring to the table. And when we, we are together, that just comes out of us naturally. That's what the magic of the first album, we never really even practice on that first record. We went to the studio and just start tracking like from day one, we were tracking songs on, on the, on the first day, which is unheard of it. You know, most like time you prepare a little bit to go to the studio. You know, you, you, you rehearse a little bit, uh, Turbecue never ever even had maybe just a, a couple of days of, of of rehearsal. Like we did some demos, me and Greg just did some demos with some songs. But the studio where the magic yeah, got done. Um, so so that's the funny thing is the hardest thing is just get us together. The music is the easy thing. Like for for a lot of bands that's the opposite. You know it's. The music is the hard thing, and, and getting people to get together is the easy part. For us, it's the opposite. It's just getting together is the hard part. Everybody's always on tour, but eventually we're gonna get. We'll find some time and get more shit done. Uh, I, I keep uh, positive that that's gonna happen at some point, you know. But uh, until that happens, I have to you know stay busy with what I have. And we have a big year for Soulfly next year. It's the 20 year of anniversary of the first record. So we we're making a new album with Nuclear Blast. Um, I got a cool idea for it. It's really exciting, and uh, I think it's going to be a great record. I think we're going to work real hard on it, to try to make something really powerful, really strong, really different. And uh, um, yeah, we go keep on keep touring. We got a Cavalera uh, Conspiracy tour, the uh, Psychosis tour for it, and until until Killer BQ gets back together. I, I be busy doing other stuff, you know. But it's it's good, man. It's all um, things that I like. I love jumping from one project to the other like that. For me, is what keeps it interesting. It's fun going from Caballera to Soulfly, from Soulfly to Nail Bomb, from Nail Bomb to Roots. It's they're all different from each other, but they all kind of share a common ground a little bit. But it's it's a lot of fun jumping from one to the other and just going full uh full power every every time i i i I grab some project or some a new album to do i go full power on it. there's no stop it's just full on you know so it's pretty exciting
2: yeah,
3: I mean, a lot. I think a lot of pe- people can learn of the progress of like your your career and your output and all that stuff in the in the metal in the metal world. You you never stop moving, but you always seem to be creating something new. And we always you always fill up our appetite like quickly. You know, it's it's you, you always keep moving and touring and all that stuff. Now you did mention that Soulfly has got its a 20th anniversary coming up. Are you guys going to plan a a, a
6: tour kind of commemorating that record in the future? Not really, we don't have nothing playing like that. We have an album to make, which I think is going to be great. And I think we're going to use the anniversary as a kind of um, almost like uh, uh, the anniversary is is, is going to launch the new record um, which, together, which I think is cool. Um, we don't really have plans to play the first record uh, or touring for that. Yeah, but um, definitely make a new record that, that ties up, it goes all the way back from 1998 until now, and um, you know we're we're uh, we're gonna work really hard to make a very special record. I think is a uh, it's, it's my um, my chance to do something a little bit more different than I done. I think I have the the, the chance now to create something a bit more special with Soulfly than I, I've been doing with all the other projects. Uh, don't don't get me wrong, I, I love uh, Psychosis, I, and I think it's a fine record and. Uh, I really enjoy doing it, but I think I can expand even more, you know, and and come up with something uh, more exciting and bigger and, than that. So um, I'm gonna keep, uh, you know, pushing on, pushing forward, see where we can take this thing, you know. But I'm very excited. Uh, the musicians are great. We have Mark Rizzo, we have Mike Leon uh, on bass; he's a great bass player. Uh, Zion is is getting better and better uh, within every every year. Just, the kids just keep getting a more, you know, better uh, drumming, more exciting, real energetic drumming. So we're going to try to capture all that and make a really cool, uh, exciting new record
3: and now uh, back to psychosis that's your fourth record with cavalier uh, conspiracy and igor and um now that you have four records you guys can solely do a set list just on the the cc material now is that something you guys think you would ever do or is so our sepultura songs always going to kind of be part of that mix because you guys are you know founders of that
6: yeah i don't know everything's possible you know like uh, i I like where we where we're going with this now i think uh the way we're doing things I think is great because we get to revisit our past we're doing stuff like Roots and Nailbomb, and maybe in the future there's other records we could do like Arise a lot of people are big fans of Arise and, and a lot of people really like Chaos AD a lot so I think any of those would be great to revisit at the same time we're going, we're pushing forward to the future with records like Psychosis and the new Soulfly and touring also which is great you know um, so next year is going to be full of touring and full of new recording which I think is the best thing for me to to be busy and keep busy and uh, keep bringing man you know I love metal Uh, I'm a big fan of metal my whole life Um, extremely excited for for the for what's coming to to what's gonna happen to metal next year and uh, I, I like I'm so excited to just be in the middle just be a part of it you know with everybody going growing together uh, sharing the same, you know, goal to to make metal more aware, more people aware of metal everywhere. So it's it's it's, it's fun, man. It's it's fantastic. Uh, I love the fact that my family also works with us. You know, we have, I have my wife on the road with us. My kids play with me, and uh, that's just a hell of a it's a hell of a way the things turn out. I never expected that in a million years, you know. But uh, turn out pretty cool, and I'm pretty excited.
3: Now I got to interview Richie on the last Ignite or Incite, uh, sorry about that, incite, uh album cycle and I asked him what, you know, favorite record of yours was his. He did say Arise. What's your favorite record that all your sons have put out? Which one do you think is uh, your favorite?
6: I like Richie's first record, The Slaughter. I really thought that was really good. Nice. And Loli Kong's first album, I think it's, really, it's great. He's like that punk metal that a lot of people really love. Um, but yeah...
3: Psychosis is out November 17th Friday November 17th do not miss it it's the new Cavalier Conspiracies it is one of the best records I've heard in a long time Max I want to thank you so much for calling the Metal Sucks podcast
6: thanks a lot man appreciate it brother
2: The Metal Sucks Podcast.
3: About classic death thrash, like we said earlier, with the Sepultura sound. Oof, man, it sounds good. The songs you heard, guys, two off the new record, Psychosis, coming out this Friday, November seventeenth. Uh, first song is Spectral War, and the second song, which uh, we've been uh, hearing a lot of, man, is insane. Um, anyways, I really, I really like that song. Do you, you really like the
0: song, it's Dancing? It a yeah, really, was really good, it was a really good <laughs> album. Yeah,
3: was I, really good I was, was hoping that I could like get a phone like, that would fit in my pocket. Yeah. So, anyways, Dancing. Danzig, stop. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> On a sad note, guys, uh, which we, we, you know, we always hate bringing the show down because we love to entertain and laugh and, and do all that stuff. Chuck Mosley, original vocalist of uh, my favorite band of all time is Faith No More. Always has been since I, you've known me, Brandon. Yes. Um, they're now one of my, uh, they, they're one of those bands where
1: they they were so eclectic mm-hmm. in. When I first heard them, I was I, just my brain just wasn't developed enough, I think. You know, it was just yeah. like they were so eclectic that I was it, it kind of it, it scared me, you know, like when there's things you just don't understand, like you just kind of
3: get away from. Yeah, and the, there's the things that are ahead of you, and then you have to catch up to. Yeah. And that's how I always felt those this fan was. Those first four albums are
0: so my mom used to play it, great. so that's what made me love it, is because mm-hmm. it was music my mom loved.
3: I pulled out my Introduced Yourself uh, CD. Uh, Yesterday, when I when I heard Chuck Mosley passed, and I put it in, and I mean it skips on blood like nonstop. I can't even get through the song because I scratched it up so bad. I know they reissued it. This is the old version, so I can I can pick up a new copy. But uh, that record is amazing, and what Chuck Mosley did, like as Faith No More released a very good statement. You know the foundation of what he did for that band going forward. I mean,
1: we care a lot. We play that song as the entrance song on Riceville
3: Fan. That is the entrance song to our other podcast, Riceville Fan. Like Brandon said, like we we just are huge fans. So to his family and to everyone, uh, make sure you do go revisit that early faith. No more stuff. Um, and then also want to give a shout out. Uh, we always talk about the iTunes reviews. We keep getting some good ones. Are great. There was one we got in the past that didn't give us a five star review. She hung in there with us, kept listening to the show, and all of a sudden we got a five-star review. So we somehow turned her around. We want to thank you so much, Lily, for the new review and hanging in there all these times. And uh, that does it this week for the Metal Sucks podcast, guys. Uh, That Danzig interview was killer. (laughs) What are you talking about? You know, so, so anyways, until next week, guys, we will talk to you. I am Petra Spych, Brandon Hahn.
0: And Jocelyn Sharps. I'm Brandon Hahn. I'm Jocelyn I'm <laughs> French I'm some French onions too. And, and we I'm want to so thank so Vince
3: for uh, helping us out on that thank segment. You, next you, week.
2: use these motherfucking bricks?
0: Like ice,
2: <laughs> the Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the
6: Jabberjaw Podcast Network.